This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. You're listening to the Deeply Graphic Design Cast, the show about all things design, from the creative side to the business side and all points in between. Follow the show on Twitter at Wes McDowell. Want the gang to answer your question on an upcoming episode? Send in your listener question to questions at thedeependdesign.com or via Twitter using hashtag DGDC. Here are your hosts. Wes McDowell in Chicago. Mikhail Morrison in Seattle. Nick Longo in Los Angeles. All right. Want to welcome everybody back. And uh, for those of you that made it to the live show... We made it through. Yeah, <laughs> we made it through another one. We're gonna keep that tradition alive. We've got mm-hmm. we had quite a bit, of, quite a few people come and ask us great questions, and uh, it's always fun to to hear what you guys have to say and ask in real time. So yeah, just to see a list of questions coming through like that, it was great. Absolutely, it was really cool. And some of them are out of a personal nature, and we like that too because we're an open book, right? Damn it! Yes. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> Never. Never any. There should be never any apprehension about that. That's all. That kind of just makes it fun and engaging too. Yeah, totally. Absolutely. We made it. We made it through Halloween. We made it through an election. We're not going to say anything about that. Nope. And what, what <laughs> happy holidays, you? everybody. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> what are you guys up to? Well, I'm definitely, I'm definitely trying to gear up for the holidays. It always happens too quickly. Like I love this time of year because the pumpkin spice stuff and the. <laughs> pumpkin, the pumpkin brew and all the You're holiday, you know, girl. Oh, yeah. yeah, dark beers yeah. start to come into light. But then you walk into a hardware store or a grocery store, you start hearing the holiday music overhead and it drives me insane. I yeah. don't know how employees can stand that this time of oh, year to work so in early. a workplace. <laughs> God. No, I was I in mean, Vegas. Even the Starbucks cup, we know it's inevitably going to happen, but to see the bright yeah. red and that decor, it made me it made me want to hurl inside a little bit. It's just, it just feels <laughs> too early. Well, yeah, but I th- well, I think they're doing a green cup this year first of all. And second of all, I was in Vegas for a wedding, god, like early October, and we went mm-hmm. to the fashion show mall there just to get a few things and like full-on Christmas tree display. Wow. The Macy's there. Wow. Yeah, I don't doubt it. I don't doubt it. I thought what you showed on Instagram, Nick, was a red, the new red Starbucks. Cup. Yeah, they they did put out new ones that are based on artwork that people did on the blank ones last year. So 15 people really? were chosen and their art got selected to be on the cups for this year. That's cute. That's clever. Okay. That a great no, idea. Cool. Like making up for all the flack that happened last year. <laughs> <laughs> I, I swear they. I swear Starbucks themselves posted something though about green cups this year. Maybe it was those were. I don't th- know. Those had a specific meaning. I think they were. I can't remember specifically what it was, but you're right. And they have really yeah. beautiful like line art on them too. Yeah. 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 I'm not, I forget the meaning behind that, but they're just they're going all out this year. I guess you know. Nice. <laughs> of <laughs> course. Got to do the red and the green. Of course. Yeah. Keep everybody yeah. happy, and you know what makes me happy, guys? What's is that? video blocks. video blocks is awesome they're um an affordable subscription-based stock media site that gives you unlimited access to premium stock footage and 
something new to talk about this time. Videoblocks also has a sister site called Audioblocks that offers what? unlimited ac- yes <laughs> audio and video. It's like, is it the peanut butter on my chocolate? Is the chocolate on my peanut butter? <laughs> cool. Either way. What is it about video and audio that goes so well together? But it does. Um, so yes, the two of them together offer unlimited access to premium stock audio sounds and video. So, um, you know, you get unlimited daily downloads from a library of over 115,000 video clips, After Effects templates, motion backgrounds, everything you need. And Audioblocks has over 130,000 uh, music tracks, sound effects, and loops. So, you know, on average, subscribers pay less than a dollar per download over the course of a year. And it's basically, it's the same quality content you'd find on the more expensive stock sites at a cheaper price. So that every little bit helps, you know, because yeah. um, the other stocks that we used to talk about, they their, their video stuff was pretty expensive. It, mm-hmm. yeah, it was really, it was a la carte. It was, it was up there. So, um, but with video blocks, you get a great variety of time-lapse aerials, you know, U.S. international locations, all that good stuff, always adding new stuff so it stays fresh. Simple, unrestricted licensing. You got to love that. You'll never get sued for using it once you got it. Once you got it. And, uh, you know, it's royalty-free for personal and commercial use. So, but the video blocks is, or sorry, not, I sounded like my mom. The video blocks, like <laughs> the, the Seinfeld. Yeah, the Facebook. <laughs> the video blocks is offering our listeners, you guys, a year subscription to both video blocks and audio blocks for only 149 bucks. That's a hundred dollars discount off the usual price tag for our listeners only. So uh, it's a great deal to get both stock video and audio for any project you may be working on or have planned in the future. So get your year subscriptions today for only one forty nine at videoblocks.com slash deep twenty sixteen. That's videoblocks.com slash deep two zero one six for the discounted offer. All right. Well, after he, talking about that, I want to talk about some Facebook ads. That's what, <laughs> that is what today's episode is all about. Um, something I've been doing quite a bit of lately, actually. Um, Facebook ads are quickly becoming, they've actually become, one of the, the best forms of online marketing at our disposal today. Um, and there's, there's a few reasons for that. Because, first of all, almost everyone's on Facebook. Uh-huh. And you can really target on Facebook. Um, yeah. There, I, I used to have a client who I did a, an e-commerce site for him. And he, he told me he was getting a billboard in L.A. right above the Beverly Center. Which okay. Is some, just imagine how, how expensive that billboard is. Mm-hmm. For That's basically the equivalent of just going up in an airplane and tossing out flyers all over the city. <laughs> you know? Versus yeah. like a t-shirt cannon where you're firing that just at one person that's like the Hoping best. it sticks. Yeah. Exactly. Hoping it falls in the right place. Yeah. Exactly. So Facebook ads are great. There's so many different ways you can target people. Um, you know, and when we talk, when we talk about this today, it, it really, I think this, this is kind of a theme with most things we talk about. You can either do it for yourself, right? For your own business, mm-hmm. or you can do it for clients. I'm sure yeah. more and more of you guys out there are being tasked with designing Facebook ads for clients. So our aim today is to give you guys like some tips to make the most out of them so that they really hit home and you cool. don't get too cute with it, too designy with it, because sometimes that doesn't always work the best. 
Yeah, you, know, you have to. A lot of these are overthought. So. Or yeah. done by non-designers. <laughs> yeah. You know. Yeah, and yeah. a lot of I think a lot of you guys that are listening, like your your design instincts will kick into overtime, but mm-hmm. you know. Th- the most beautiful design isn't always the one that converts the best. And when we're talking yeah. about Facebook ads, um, it's all about getting those clicks and getting the conversions. It's not about designing something that you think is the prettiest. Unfortunately, it's it's about getting those clicks. So yeah. we're going to talk about um, you know all the different ways that we've got. And basically, when, when we talk about this now, it's going to mean we're going to talk about two different aspects. We're going to talk about the, the actual visuals being used which, you know, was more the, quote, design aspect, and mm-hmm. some marketing tricks as well that you can use. So we're going to talk about, cover both of those bases. All right. Who wants to get us started? I can, I can go, go first. Okay. Go but for it. But not to step on toes. If you want to start, Wes, no problem. I'm going to go for it because mine's a little <laughs> more... I, I think I've I've taken the kind of more like marketing ones. So let's start off with a okay. good. Uh, let's ease the people in with a good like visual, <laughs> designy. You know, tip I guess my first one is more marketing based. So I'll start in the middle with my second one. So it's more designy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, this one is all about choosing imagery that stands out, and um, the allocated space. It's this is a good this is a good topic to discuss about Facebook putting together Facebook ads because I think from my experience, at least with the accounts that I've supported this type of design work with, it's all about the crop. You have to crop in like just perfectly alongside the, the text overlay or the text just beside it to make it work. Mm-hmm. And it, it's not necessarily about visual space. It's about what will draw the conversation from, from it. So, um, yeah, you don't you don't want to opt for one that's terribly crowded because then the messaging is, becomes lost, and um, you want to grab the user's attention so that they read the ad of uh, of course. So it's all about the right image, and oftentimes this is what holds up any project, in my experience at least. Mm-hmm. I mean, the hero images for website, the f- the flooded imagery for the background of a magazine ad. It's all about testing a number of images and mm, I don't know, it just does not quite right until you land the, the final one. It can hold it can hold the project um, duration longer than antici- than anticipated. It's one of those mm-hmm. nitpick things. Especially if you're honing in on somebody's face. <laughs> <laughs> you know? And how many of yeah. us have not been there? I mean, it's a tricky one. So you can I mean, who's who's constantly been in that position where you're you're touching up blemishes to skin too much when you're not really sure it's going to be the selected image right. at yeah. all. It sucks. Yeah. <laughs> so, a lot of extra work. <laughs> so it's about communicating to your client. Listen, here's the general concept idea. If you're if you are liking the way that this is flying, then go to the touch up phase, of course. But um, yeah, and for the most part, hopefully. Your client, your client will get the gist of what's trying mm-hmm. to be, what's tr- trying to be generated there. But um, it's all, it's oftentimes all about visual contrast too. Don't take all these colorations that start to blend together because again, the message can become lost. 
Yeah. So um, I think that's not necessarily about, oh, this is a cool image. It's about those that have high saturation points and high um, bright and light points to really drive the, drive the message because you're not going to want to click, click on something, even you as a user, if you see something that's sort of muddy. Yeah. The, the types of images you use are going to, um, can make a big difference as well in terms of they have done studies showing anytime you use a person's face that results in a much higher click through rate. Um, also when you're choosing images that do not look stock, they, if yeah, they, the which more, is difficult. Um, Yes. Yeah. Well, it's it's not as difficult as it used to be because there actually are. God, I wish I knew the name of it, and maybe I'll figure it out and put it in the show notes. But there's, I definitely have seen some Facebook ads for these stock image companies that specialize in quote real people photos that look like yeah. social media photos. Yeah. So one of <laughs> yeah, them, I mean, one of those... them was brought to my attention today, and it's called Unstock. Okay. Mm. Cool. Yeah, they do a great job. They do a great job. But that's totally true, Wes. And another um, and pointer again, that for those things too that like it does. Sorry to interrupt you, but it, it's one of those things okay. I was talking about. How I think we want to use some the idea of using like a just the an image of like a real person doesn't sound very fun as a designer, but yeah. it gets a better it's relatable. Reaction. Yeah, yeah, it's relatable. Yeah. So sometimes you have to fight those instincts. But what were you going to say? Sorry, Mikkel. Oh, no, that's all right. Instagram-like filters oftentimes have high contrast to them. So that's kind of a good go-to for starters to envision the pop to the imagery with respect to the filters that are out there. And, you know, it's it's not too... Polished. Yeah, it's way. not too yeah. polished. And, but yeah. you know, but there are those filters, aren't there, that are pretty light and put like a faded sheen over them where they start to look a little bit muddy. It's kind mm -hmm. of becoming popular. So mm -hmm. it's, it's not to account for those. It's the other yeah. ones. <laughs> right. Yeah. So, I mean, just using the but right But at the same time, or... you don't want it to come across too strong, which therefore can have an offensive approach. So. It's a good balance um, right in between there, yeah. you know? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And something right. else, too, that um, I don't know if we're going to talk about it, but I just thought now that we're talking about images, um, Facebook does have kind of a soft rule for um, you'll see some Facebook ads that have text over the image and some don't. Um, they generally have a rule that says no more than 20 percent of the image can be taken over by text or oh, right. That, and that, right. that used to be a hard rule, like they would kick it back to you. Now they'll yeah. use they'll still take the image, but they're um, going to show it less frequently because, and they know what they're uh, doing because they've determined that, that the more text is on an image, the less click through as you get, because it looks mm -hmm. like an ad. So, which um, is sometimes so hard to achieve with the damn copywriters, isn't it? Yeah. Or just but, space, just yeah. space sometimes too. Yeah. That's quite a challenge. Yeah. I mean, sometimes the best thing is just to have the image be the image and have the, the mm -hmm. headline and your the text. Yeah. Let the text image do that for work. itself. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. All right. What do you got, Nick? What or did you were you done with that, Mikkel, or Oh yes. Sorry. Okay. May I may I go? You may <laughs> yeah. go, Nick. Your time to shine. I, I, I'd have to say that one of the biggest I think gripes I have when you click through something is the fact that where you land from that page looks like a complete foreign land to what you clicked on. And the point here is to be absolutely consistent with what 
your graphics and your look and your feel are from where they click on the ad to where you're taking them. Um, nothing, nothing is worse than feeling like you are in a complete other company, a complete other brand. You know that feeling where you're like, did I just click on the right thing because I'm not even <laughs> sure you – nothing here is appropriate. So being consistent is so important. It kind of reinforces the click and the drop rate. If you don't have something consistent to what the feel and the language was on what you clicked, you're going to lose that person immediately, right? I mean like have you have you really noticed sometimes how fast you will close something when it is not what you want? I mean it's yep. – we don't waste yeah. – we don't and waste. You freak out a little bit. <laughs> you don't waste a split second anymore because it's like, nope, no, you you promised me this, and that's not that, or it doesn't look like the right brand. And guess what? I then you feel like you're being taken into something that's going to be a sales pitch or something totally ir ir irrelevant from what you wanted. So making sure you're really consistent with everything there from the from where you click to the landing page, and that's wording, that's imagery. That's colors. That's the branding. Basically, you get to you know you get to use. So keep that in mind because you can lose someone really quickly if you're not appropriate with your consistency. Right. Yeah. 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 So like if you're working on the Facebook ad and a landing page, obviously they you need to treat them like a family. They need to have a campaign messaging. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Because right. Yeah. You need to tie. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's one of the things that can separate. Uh, I think consumers now are so smart that they know how many times you get something and it looks completely generated, right? It, it says the name of your city and there's a stock photography or something stupid. And you kind of go, this is like made, this is completely auto It raises red, more red flags than and anything And I'm not going to, yeah. So this is where it really shines. And I think an uh, 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 inexperienced or even a non-designer doing this work, will it will shout that immediately. So just mm -hmm. making sure you bring all of those things you do on a normal basis to your work into this link between landing page and clickable ad. Yeah. And this goes yeah. for like, even if you're doing PPC too, like if you're doing, mm -hmm. uh, you know, AdWord ads, uh, like in the sidebar that they, yeah. they do say that whatever that headline is in the PPC ad should really correlate with the headline on the page mm -hmm. that it goes to. So otherwise you're going to lose people. Yeah, yeah, totally. What do All you right. got Wes? Okay, so my first one is all about designing them for personas. So this is really important. Um, you like the personas. You're, yeah, well, you're a big fan of that. Well, I am, and they're, they're really important Makes for sense. Facebook ads because the reason why Facebook ads are so cost-effective is because you can laser focus and target them for each group you're targeting. It's not scattershot. You're wanting mm -hmm. to make um, – so like let's say – let's just put it in the example of our listeners. Like you guys are designers – um, and I know for me in my business, I kind of have two main um, personas that I try to talk to. The first one is mm -hmm. marketing managers for, yep. for a bigger company because if, if it's a big company, Decision the, owner's, yeah, yeah. the, the owner is not going to be calling if it's a company of a certain size. And then the other one is a smaller business owner. So mm -hmm. if I'm doing Facebook ads for my business, I'm going to have two very different messages for the marketing person and for the owner, um, just because the, the businesses are different sizes, they perform different functions. So yeah. uh, the worst thing I could do, it would be really wasting a lot of money is to just to make one kind of milk toast message that doesn't really go to either of them. So what I would do is I would do two separate ads and then I would go in with my targeting into Facebook and target those 
uh, job descriptions for this mm-hmm. one and for that one. So, for instance, I just did this with, uh, you know, in the Cinemagraph episode, we talked about one of my clients, Glenn Devon Motors, and I did some Facebook ads for them for remarketing. So basically the way it worked was um, they have four different kinds of uh, cars. They've got like Bentley, they've got a Land Rover, Range Rover. So basically what we're doing is we're retargeting for people that went to those different landing pages. Uh If If you did a Google search for Bentley rental in Los Angeles and you go to the Bentley page, now we're no, we know you've been there, and now we're going to serve up these ads to you for Bentley, not for Range Rover, and not for mm-hmm. just general Glendevin Motors. We want to hit you with that Bentley that you were looking for. And we do that for all the different makes. Does that make sense? Gotcha. Yeah. You, yeah. you knew exactly how to target them and exactly. what they were looking for. Yeah. Yeah. And that's done with remarketing, which is uh, really cool, too. How do I become a persona of a? How do I become a persona for Bentley? <laughs> you have to be rich, Nicholas. <laughs> That's the question. <laughs> Lots of cash to drop for a weekend. <laughs> but it, but it's so smart. Where and uh, my little knowledge of this, but getting into and seeing how you get to choose those particular things about the person you are, want to go after on Facebook is. Mm-hmm. At, Probably the whole reason Facebook exists at this point and how they're making money because that is so unbelievably targeted. It's unbelievable. And the marketing person in me, because I do have a a love of all that stuff too. Yeah. It's pretty freaking incredible like what you can do. Where, when else could you have done this? The way you could check mark and dwindle down to the exact person, you know, that you with all the traits and interests you're looking for. Pretty amazing, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah, that's a lot of that's a lot of brand strategy. That's, I love that stuff too. That's yeah. keeping it alive, you know. And like, you can do so many things, like just target interests. Like if mm-hmm. if you have a mm-hmm. client who's, um, I don't know, who if they if they wrote an ebook about something, and you can just you can market that to everybody who said they like yep. an author like that. Yeah, you know, like so many crazy ways to do it. So, um, but yeah, and the and so. The messaging, image choice, and placement within mm-hmm. Facebook may be very different for each of these segments. Um, but, you know, so just to make one ad targeting the different groups is going to waste money. So you don't want to do that. Yeah. Okay. My next one up is about call to actions. Ooh. Ooh. So um, this isn't likely to increase your click through rate, which is what we're accustomed to with websites, right? But mm-hmm. with ads, it, what it does is makes it more engaging. Makes it more engaging, of course, but it's likely to improve the conversation rate and decrease the co- that cost per conversation. Yeah. So um, this is Conversion. this was a this. Did I say conversation by mistake? Yeah. <laughs> Do you want oh to take that again? <laughs> Sorry. No, no. Half the <laughs> listeners know that I yeah. messed up and said yeah. that's hilarious. Okay. <laughs> Um, because altogether, and I, I actually bolded this statement. I thought this was a good one. A good call to action decreases friction. So mm-hmm. if um, the user clicks your ad and arrives on the correct landing page, it won't waste time. And, you know, we're all short on time. Like, we don't want to even bother if we've gone to a place that's too generic and not, you know, yeah. to to the point of why we even we even clicked on the ad. We'll, we'll close out the window and we're done. We won't even give it a second. So that's, that's really, really important. Um, and oftentimes, you know, they're really generic and more sim- sim- simple, like a little too s- simplistic. And they say, mm-hmm. like, let's start the conversation. Yeah. Or, 
learn more, <laughs> yeah. learn more, read more, visit now, all those are, is what are used like crazy. Yeah. And with, with Facebook ads, you need to, you need to just be that much more specific so that there's no question. Yeah. So, um, some examples of this are subscribe to our newsletter or oftentimes it's all about a chance to win and what it takes to, to gain that chance to win. Mm-hmm. Um, or what's one that, that you see a lot, T- take the survey and win, blah, blah, blah. So they're more phrase sentence based than they are just two buzz terms. Yeah. Sure. I like and, when there's a priority involved where it's more about like yes. uh, book now or, or, or hold your space yes. like for something. Cause then you're like, Oh, that place is probably pretty jam packed and it's something worthwhile doing. So that's a great call to action. It always mm-hmm. gets me. Yeah. And call to action, <laughs> I think oftentimes can be misconstrued. Call to action. It can, is in a number of forms, actually. It's not just where, where's the button. Exactly. Well, yeah, because I think within Facebook, actually, the buttons they give you, like the call to action buttons, I don't think you can get too specific with those. Like it's literally no. one more. In some cases, there are examples of the ads that do have the button alongside the copy description that includes the call to, the, um, call to action. So um, it just gives you that much more of a chance to be more definitive with where you want the user to go. Okay. What what's this ad all about? So, um, and then with the images, sure you can provide the button in there, but the images oftentimes the whole entity on its own is what links to the tar- to the targeted location mm-hmm. online elsewhere. So you don't get have to get spiffy and um, over overthink the location of the button per se within the imagery. That's a waste of time. Yeah. But the image the image entity will go to the lo- location that you the target um, targeted landing page that you want it to go to. So okay. don't overthink. Oh, where am I going to put the button? The button. <laughs> the, button. <laughs> the button controversy. Um, <laughs> I think one of the best things to really consider is color. And as much as we use it in everything we do in design, the psychology of color you have to use it to your advantage. And if you're not using it you really could be missing out on connecting with people the right way. And it's really interesting. I, I even uh, read this, that 90% of all of our snap judgments when it comes to things that we do, uh, clicking and even just decision-making and advertising and things like that, is tracked back to color. So it's a major part of what we use when we're choosing and making up our mind with things. Um, and there's a lot of statistics. I think, you know, all of us have our own things. I, there's that one chart that I think we've all seen and I've even used it in my class where it shows like the color rainbow and what, what each brand and why they've chosen that color and why they live with it and what it reads about their personality is really, really, uh, interesting to look at. And it's funny to think about the appropriateness of it. That's the whole point of this. It's not that, having a shiny glow around something or anything that's going to be catching the eye that's not appropriate, that's not really what's going to catch someone's eye and make them decide. The truth is where is in the color that is behind it and what you're deciding to use. Really think about when you're planning it out, who's the market you're selling to, right? And what would they be thinking along these lines? So, you know, you look at, I do a lot of stuff in the health and wellness area and, and you know, green and things like that are so over the, overly used, but it still works. When you use the greens and the natural colors and the burnt oranges and some browns, it gives the impression of what that person is going to be expecting from that brand. So 
just really be a, a super conscious of that because it all these design uh, rules apply so strongly in the Facebook stuff because of these quick decisions that I think, you know, you really have to take into consideration. So really use that and find some really great color theory. Um, we might even, I might even find a few links that we can put onto the show notes with this, but there's so, so many to use. We might as well, um, take advantage of it when it comes to Facebook. Yeah, absolutely. You know? Cool. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. All right. Um, so my next one is going to be about never just designing one ad, uh, actually, a few of my things are going to be about this, but what you should do is design several versions of each ad and test them against each other. Um, so what I would definitely recommend is, you know, ideally for every ad you do, um, do four versions of it. Have two different versions of the text of the headline and two different versions of the image. So then you've got t- four total variations um, and then you can you can run them each for you know about a week at the same time and see which one performs the best and drop the others. Um, that's what that's part of what makes Facebook so efficient is that you can do A/B testing so easily like that, mm. and it's just easy to see what works and what doesn't. You'll you'll see pretty quickly. Beta. Do you do you guys use that a lot? I mean, I I would assume that's a great way to kind of it's a test market really, you know. Mm-hmm. And, and, and you can see, obviously, what does grip better and use that down the road, correct? Yeah, because it, it, and the more you do this, you will find trends. Like I mm-hmm. think that, like we said, um, the, the images of real-looking people that kind of look like a real image from social media, sure. they sure. get clicked on better. Um, so if you're going to try to do that and then try, then follow your design instincts and try something mm-hmm. super designed – um, and I think you'll find that sometimes the less you design these, the better they are. The yeah, better they work. But if less it, is more. yeah, but if it makes you feel better just to to find that out for sure, then do mm-hmm. that and and see where see where you land. Maybe try one with uh, with text overlaid and one without. Yeah, mm-hmm. you know, there's a lot of different ways you can do it, but I think it's you're not serving yourself well by just going after your own gut reaction because. Um, you know, a lot of times as designers, we have a very different eye than the average consumer does. Yeah, that is true. So, and it's funny, like some of the ads I see, um, I, I, I will take screenshots of some of the ones that I like a lot. And one of them (laughs) is very, um, very colorful and very obviously stocky, but it's, it's like a retro kind of style and it definitely grabs attention and it looks really cool. It still works, yeah. even though it might not be appealing for us. That's well, a really good. That's a really. That's a. That's something that's really important to remember. Yeah, and then I saw another one today that was very candid looking. It was like a woman in bed, and it's it's about the sheets. It's like, and the, the headline said the Warby Parker of sheets, and it's just and it's a woman in bed, like it looks very real, and then the headline says, so it's just like a quote. It's like a quote from her saying how much she loves getting into bed with these sheets. And it's very bad. <laughs> yeah. You know, and it's not really designed at all. It's just a very well done ad. That's all. Yeah, that's I can see how that'd be effective. One, it's um, well, that kind of segues into my next topic. Ooh. Well, the master seg- segue away. <laughs> it's um, it's reaching reaching out emotionally. It's got that that a little bit of sex drive to it. 
Mm-hmm. It's emotional. Every, everybody wants a chance to take that in. Who doesn't? I don't. I don't. I don't <laughs> care if you're going. You can't deny that. And then something that's also <laughs> rational. So, who doesn't know how sexy Warby Parker is? And wants to be a part of that action. Right. That's reaching out both rationally and emotionally. And that's what my um, my next topic is about. It's about address your users' rationale and emotional sides, which. Cool. I don't know. That's put pretty simply, but in my opinion, this doesn't seem totally easy to achieve. I mean, of all Mm -hmm. the different, of all the different elements to a Facebook ad, you want to reach, you want to see it like a, a grid of rows, emotional, rational, emotional. Okay. Make sure that there's an even balance between the two. Like, okay, this element is rational. Okay. This element is emotional because if it's, if there is an imbalance there, then you've lost you've lost your consumer base. Sure. Yeah. So it's just and a real crazy depth of study into the, the tiniest messaging. Little and it's the tiniest little canvas, you know? Yeah, and it's <laughs> yeah. not They're juggling all these elements. Absolutely. And it's not about all the emotional and rational elements to a single image at all. It's about the copy that's written alongside with it mm-hmm. by and large. Yeah. So here are some examples of um emotional copy start saving time on social so, so that it's it's a benefit to the consumer right mm-hmm. what's rational is that uh, the consumer can get features to for example manage social networks from a, s- a simple dashboard this is from hootsuite this is a sponsorship from hootsuite mm-hmm. so and then the image that's captured straight up down the middle is nothing other than emotional because it's a woman on her laptop that's happy, relaxed. Mm-hmm. She's got time on her hands. She's got nowhere to be. This is easy to do. So people want to have that sense when they when they look at the visual, right? Yeah. And then it's balanced with copy at the base that's both rational and emotional again. So there's like all these rows that balance this out, right? Yeah. Um, the rationale being that there's announcement for free 30 day trial, no risk. It's free to try this. Go ahead on, you know, like, well, then people are going, well, why wouldn't I, why wouldn't I do this? <laughs> right. Yeah. No, it's um, great. yeah. So just interesting. And then, you know, the more, once I read this tidbit, I started looking at some other examples and they all have that balance, emotional, rational, emotional, rational. And then maybe they start with rational first. But nonetheless, there's that balance there. Cool. It's so interesting. Yeah, and I think you would want to tweak that even more, too. I mean, it'll depend on your demographic, too, you know? Yes, like well, sure. Some demos sure. might be more, like if you're targeting kind of CEOs or whatever, it'd probably be a little more the the logical side and, you know. Yeah. Sure this, is, this is making note of all, of, no matter what industry we're in, we're all humans, Mm-hmm. And we all want that balance between the visual and the copy that's written that speaks both to the emotional and, and rational statements. It's just, sure. yeah, tie, tying it all in like we're all part of, you know, it's like everybody that's living on earth industry. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty broad. It's, it's Pretty what broad. we all want. We all have it in common. Yep. We sure do. Very nice. All right, Nick. Sure. Um, I, kind of going off of what you were talking about with multiple different campaigns and multiple different images that you're going to use within your Facebook advertising. One of the best 
things about this is that you can utilize all those multiple ads based on geographical region. And if you are, because that's the smartest thing to do, right? You're, you're picking uh, specific regions based on maybe um, the interest of that or based on events or whatever it is. So use imagery for those ge geographical regions as well and use those into your ads to really reinforce the fact that it's local. I mean, going back to what we said earlier, if there's not that connection, if we feel that this is too foreign in so many different ways, um, it's just not a clickable thing and it's, there's no engagement. But having something familiar seen on there, and that's even as simple as you know the NYC logo or a Chicago building or the skyline of a city, or think of the iconic things that we all think of points of interest. These are things that you should definitely have in there because I'm just going to feel, I know as a, as a consumer, I'm going to feel there's a bit more of a realness there. You know, we're not just using things that are canned and auto generated. So the more you can do that, think of that location specific imagery when it comes to your ads, you've got a, a you know, 10 times better rate of getting them in because of that engagement. And I, and I think we all look at, we all look for that now. I think it's, there's no reason you can't have it and you got multiple ads under one campaign. So make them specific to those locations by using great imagery. Yeah. Simple absolutely. as that. I mean, no. we, can, we can all relate to that whole like wanting to, you know, buy oh, local yeah. and all that. I would say mm -hmm. like, especially if you're targeting kind of millennial customers, like this is really even more important for that. Yeah, mm -hmm. I, I would, sure. you know, you're right. That's so true. And like, especially I think if it's more event driven or more mm -hmm. seasonal driven where it comes to, let's say, summertime or winter, whatever it might be, showing those showing the location is really going to tie it in a lot better. Yeah. So when it's when uh, it's winter here in Chicago, I do not want to don't do not show me a Facebook <laughs> ad of like Florida because I'll just I, I will kill you <laughs> or L.A. <for> that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, I miss it sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> it is a bit of a heat wave lately. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not saying anything. <laughs> <laughs> well, I was I was actually there last week. So I. Oh, cool. I got, just for one day. But yeah. Yeah. Awesome, man. Got to experience it a little bit, but um. Mm -hmm. All right, cool. So you uh, you wrap that one up, Nick? Yeah, that was it. All right, cool. Nice um, one. So my next one. So <laughs> I think a, a lot of these have Failed to do it. with making uh, multiple ads. So sorry to overwhelm you guys. You might have to make a, <laughs> a, a, a big array of ads because what I'm going to tell you now is you know when you're on Facebook, there's different areas where these ads go. Um, there's the desktop news feed. There's the desktop right column, which is mm -hmm. like the same thing but smaller. There's the mobile news feed. There's Instagram. I don't know if you guys know this, but Instagram ads are gone. They go through Facebook. Yeah. Facebook owns Instagram now. So basically, long story short, these are all different dimensions of ads, different different ratios of ads. And uh, each each one of these placements can show different uh, amounts of text. So what I'm going to mm -hmm. tell you now is what if I were you, I would design each placement separately. It does not mean you can't use the overall same art in general, but what you don't want to do is rely on the crop to look good for all the different yeah. placements. Because think yeah. about Instagram, that's a square, um, mm -hmm. which is much different than the, you know, 1200 by six something pixels for desktop newsfeed. So yeah, I, if I were you, I would um, do each one separately so that they um, are as engaging as possible. And again, the more tailored you make these things, 
the better bang for your buck you'll get for you or for your yeah. clients. Yeah, it's a little extra time, but gosh, it's like you can't cheat that in any way. And that's kind of what we do. Right. We should be doing that more, making sure you're customizing it for each each dimension. Totally yeah. make because how you know I, I know there's been those times where you're like totally rushed for time and you're cheating something and you just know it's not the right thing to do. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, um, yeah. so and it's gonna it's gonna make the difference here. So here's one area really you shouldn't be able to you shouldn't be doing that cutting corners when it comes to that stuff. Yeah, because here's the thing: you can use these ads for for quite a while, and um, over time it'll add up. And the, the more, mm-hmm. if you do do just a little bit of extra work up front, and kind of really closely monitor what ads are performing the best, you can really save a lot of money in the long term. So um, yeah, and what you may find too, like going back to my last point, you may find that um, if you're split testing split, split testing two different uh, styles of ads, you may find Style A works better on desktop and style B works better on Instagram mm-hmm. or mobile. Um, so there's kind of a mix and match that can go on here. So Yeah, just naturally it's going to work. Yeah, just keep it, um, keep it flexible. And, and I guess you do have to balance this with uh, what Nick was talking about with making sure it kind of matches what's on the page the, that it ends up the, clicking to. So, sure. You know, we're seeing pretty quickly here that this is not – super simple to do. No. Facebook yeah. ads look very simple, but there's a lot that goes into them to make them really effective. So yeah. hopefully we've uh, taken a little bit of the mystery out for you. And Cool. Yeah, these, these, are, these are all solid tips. So they do take a little extra time, but I think it's well worth it in the end. Yeah. All right. Before we go on to the listener question, and uh, we've got an audio one this time. So yeah, we're looking always forward the best. Exactly. Love that. <laughs> <laughs> the other best is fresh books baby uh, <laughs> we're designers we don't like doing accounting we don't like doing invoicing and fresh books uh those clever guys they make it easy to send invoices and keep track of our expenses for tax time so we can do what we do best which is designing and working with clients and making facebook ads and all that other stuff invoicing <laughs> yeah. kind of sucks in by comparison so um, you know, it's super easy to use. It only takes about 30 seconds to send out an invoice once you've got them customized. And then uh, you can just upload your logo and it just picks the colors from it, really brands your invoices so they look super professional. And one of my favorite things is you can see when your invoice has been looked at. Yes. I've got a client right now that's like you've sent out the invoice and it's in that <laughs> it's in that little window of... Yeah, I've not paid it yet, but I can see when they've seen it, and I think yes. I think they tell you every time it gets looked at too. Oh, it documents every every opening, yeah. every printing of it. Yeah, it's a yeah. fantastic feature, which is great because then you know at least it's still on the radar. Um, then you can set up the automatic mm-hmm. payment reminders so you don't ever have to feel like you're badgering them to death. They will do that behind the scenes. Um, and the FreshBooks, they've redesigned everything with you in mind. It's more for the creative professional than ever. Um, yeah. No more guessing games on what's owed or overdue or whether you're in the red or in the black. It'll, you go to the dashboard, it's all right there in front of you. And if you have any questions at all, FreshBooks, customer service, they're super helpful and very friendly. Um, and a real-life person usually answers the phone in three rings or less. So that's pretty Oh my gosh, awesome. I've never had as many as three rings. It's like they're waiting for my call. I love them. Yeah. 
They call you Michelli. They call you Michelli. Michelli, what took you so long? Oh my gosh, call. it's just a riot. But honestly, they all seem like they're in our age group. Like they'd be fun to hang out with and drink with and have coffee with. Honestly, okay. they all seem that cool. Well, I've talked to them, like just and talking about the all the sponsorship stuff, and yeah, they're super cool guys. And yeah, they walked really me through sweet. the whole redesign, and it, yeah, it, they're really they're really cool guys. Um, but we've worked out one month free for our listeners, and you don't even need your credit card to sign up, so put it away. Go to freshbooks.com/deeplygraphic, and then enter deeply graphic in the how did you hear about us section. So freshbooks.com/deeplygraphic. All right. So time for our listener question. This one is from Richard Garcia. Roll that clip. Hey, guys, I hope all is well and you have your beverage of choice with you for this podcast. My name is Ricky. I'm a social media manager. Uh, Before I get into my question, though, I got to say thanks for that podcast on Cinemagraphs. It was dope. Um, I actually didn't think about using Cinemagraphs until then. I know you guys talked about it before. But after that, I really buckled down and learned how to make them in Photoshop. And I started to see higher engagement rates with those uh, cinemagraphs versus still images. And I actually was so inspired, I made a tutorial on YouTube so people could learn how to do them themselves. So if that doesn't get your attention, you know, I don't know what will. Anyways, so back to my question. As I said, I'm a social media manager, and I was wondering, you know, especially for Wes, I don't know, you know, if Mikkel, you do this, or or Nick, but... um. When you got on social media and you were putting yourself out there, when did you feel like you hit a level that made it, quote-unquote, profitable, when you started seeing more of a return? Was it like one level? Was it all at once? Was it a gradual process? You know, were there certain steps that you hit? Anyways, that's what I'd like to know. Thanks for answering my question, guys. Have a good one. All right. Thank you, Richard. That's awesome. I And I, I did check out your video. Uh, very well done. And I'm glad we got to inspire that. So yeah, uh, you made a cinegraph one, right? Or cinemagraph. cinegraph. Video. It's very cool. Implementing yeah. cinemagraphs, he was seeing like the, the, that uh, the success rate from it versus yeah. when he had still images prior to that. That's so awesome. Yeah. Well, that's changing perfect... lives, man. We're just changing lives. Yeah. And that's, <laughs> this is a great question to get on this episode too, because not only does the question have to do with social media, but um, to circle back on the Facebook ad thing, you can mm-hmm. absolutely do cinemagraphs for your Facebook ads, by the way. Too. Yeah. So, um, no. and those have been shown to, as Richard said, to really uh, up the ante. So you might think about that as well. Everything we talked about can also be used with cinemagraphs or video. For sure. So for sure. Keep, keep that in mind. All right, Richard. So, you're asking the turning point for social media for us and how we knew we kind of made it with social media. Um, I honestly, for me, social media was never my biggest um, marketing funnel um, yeah. in terms of like Twitter and Facebook and stuff. Because here's the thing, my Facebook for the deep end has historically, and my Twitter as well, has mostly been about this podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, I never really went after uh, clients so much with the social. My thing, as I've talked about a lot, has always been SEO. Um, yeah. 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 And you and, really worked at that in Hollywood. But, yeah. um, and then that was super effective. But yeah, I would yeah. say that that's the case for me too. Other than just 
working on Facebook ads and YouTube ads, for example, for clients, because they're oftentimes, a, it's a, it's a package, um, project where they want the same look and feel and style stylistic approach to exist for all their social media accounts. Yeah. Um, so I just kind of cohesively pull them together and I'll get a call or, you know, I'll, I'll be, be told by email that they've looked up the analytics and they've given it a study and the success rate has, has boosted. Yay. Yay. Pat on the shoulder. But I haven't, I haven't dove into that for my business nor uh, myself mm-hmm. um, or paid somebody to do that for me. So I feel I feel bad that we can't exemplify that that point that it really started to shift for us personally because that's what yeah. he's asking for. I kind of agree. I, I I know a lot of people who have I would say the huge presence in 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 our world of having maybe even over a hundred thousand followers in a way, and I've even asked them specifically what what is that really bringing you? Do how do you do yeah. that? Well, yeah, it's it's I think the work got them there, and they were they started I'd say early enough to create a buzz and. Then they become followed people, and then they're suggest. You know, also too, keep in mind the things that you get suggestions of who to yes. follow are based on your yes. likes who you're following already. So, right. a lot of these guys rise to the top and they get there. But think about it this way: even if they've got that kind of a, a, a following, I don't know if that's really they're getting leads for jobs from a huge following anymore. Now their yeah, their no. their 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 workflow is coming in because of who they are and I'm and 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 what they do. Then. Then on the flip side, you got someone, let's say you got 400, 500 followers. Are you, are you really gaining uh, work via your social media at that point? I, I don't think – maybe no. that's maybe what we got to – It's all based on sharing to me, but mm-hmm. um, you have to be proactive though. Let's not, let's not discount that. I oh, mean – no. You have to be there. For, as, for as frequent as you make a posting, you have mm-hmm. to ensure that you're viewing – and um, acknowledging with a comment or a like other yes. people's posts. If yes. you're just sitting there and waiting for the action to come to you, it's just not going to work. No, to it, you're totally right. Totally right. And I think you obviously have to be there. That's a given now. You might be found there. Then they go to the website. And then like, you know, so it's part of the whole equation. Yeah. I think a bigger yeah. conversation is us talking about um, is social media really the way of, for us and our listeners to gain new work. I, I really can only count two clients that I've got via, and it came through Twitter of, of all things, because I think there's more oh, of a, wow. conver- there's more of a conversation there yeah. where, yeah. whereas Instagram, it's a slideshow and it's a, it's, it's just visuals. Yeah. It's like look and enjoy. Right. But, yeah. um, so we, I think that there's a bigger topic there about, are you truly yeah. getting work from there? Based on the type of social media. So I mean, I I posted something today on the Taco Bell rebrand and my God, it's still chiming. There's over like 50 comments and people are writing paragraphs on there. So the, I think people just want to talk on social media. I don't know if if we're really going to be, should we, how much should we really rely on it for new business? That that's, that's a bigger question. What do you guys think? Well, I think it's all in how you go about it because I think with mm-hmm. designers, there is the tendency um, that you're basically – it's like a, that feedback loop like we've talked about Dribble, where it's mm-hmm. – you're basically going to get followed by other designers and it's – I mean which is great for inspiration and all that kind of stuff. Um, 
and I think it depends on how you get you get out of it what you put into it and what what it, your intent is. Um, exactly. What because decide yeah. Because like on Facebook now on my the deep end design page, I'm starting to kind of cater it more to my clients because the kind of mm-hmm. articles I'm writing now are a little less design based for other designers, and they're starting to be more internet marketing based. Um, toward clients, like to marketing people, to small business owners, wondering what they might need in their own website. Um, yeah. So it's trying to be helpful to them. Um, you know, and I still do I some design t- posting too, but it, it's hard mm-hmm. to have that dual audience. It really is. Yeah, You're right. That's and tricky. it's your intent. Like, I think you nailed it. It's your intent. It's what yeah. you want out of it in a way. What I've had a ball with is I've, I've had a lot of students, and I think through probably through the podcast specifically, reach out and ask questions or share a portfolio. And that, that to me is, if that's all I'm doing on social media, I love that. that that's, yeah. that's cool. That's a way of all of us having a part of the community. It was a way of meeting a ton of people at, even like at Adobe Max last week. It was through social media, mm-hmm. people that... You, I, I've talked oh, to you for, love that. for years and we finally got to meet face to face. So very cool with that kind of stuff. And, uh, so what, God, I, I really, this, the new business part of it is a tough, tough thing. Cause I think it's so, it changes all the time with yeah. social media. It's, I, I can't figure this beast out <laughs> in any way. <laughs> well, I mean, the yeah. one thing that I'm going to, that I'm going to start doing and it, again, great, great timing for this question is. I'm going to start doing the remarketing um, with Facebook and my site because it works really great when you've got some good SEO going on your own site. People are finding your site, and then you you install that Facebook pixel, and then it follows everyone who's come to your website around on Facebook, putting your message back in front of them yeah. who may not um, have been ready to to call you at that time. So that's going to be a big part of my strategy going forward. To really yeah. kind of get people back into the funnel that may have fallen out of it, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah, good idea. I mean, it's page social. It's not like it's pure social, but I think it still falls under that umbrella. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. I agree. But you know what? Another tip too was I think we talked about this before, but um, p- designers have been shown to get much more engagement and and. I'd say interest when they're showing the process of their work rather than just finished projects. Um, that makes a big difference with how, you know, if you're showing people along the way of things that, that has always been a tip I've, I've read from a lot of different things about how to get more people engaged and looking at your work. Then up if it lands in the hand of someone who's actually looking for work, I think that's a better story to tell than just seeing finished finished projects. They get to see the depth of work you do. And it's like yeah. a little, it's like a little case, case study. study. Yeah. yeah, exactly. So why not keep, give that a try? And I, to me, those are the most compelling ones as well when I'm looking. So I don't Absolutely. know. Absolutely, Tough world out there, man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so basically uh, we haven't really made it yet with social media, but it's okay. Cause we've got other, I guess we've just mm-hmm. been putting our eggs in other baskets. So yep. yeah, yeah, it's all, it's all about what works for you. Um, anything to add, Mikhail? No. All right. I'm good. Cool. Nice. Well, um, keep sending in those questions to questions at thedeependdesign.com or via Twitter using hashtag DGDC. And, of course, we um, we are looking for topic suggestions, too, um, on Twitter using hash, hashtag DGDC topics. 
So if you have a topic you'd like us to cover that we haven't already talked yeah, about. Yeah, I love that idea. Yeah. Stream them in so that we can like portion them out and just get going on them. That's a great yeah. idea. That's a little bit more collaborative mm-hmm. for the listeners yeah. in that sense. That's cool. Absolutely. So uh, where can people find you guys online, Mikkel? Um, I can be found at MKM Design Co. on Instagram and online. Cool. Nick? I'm at uh, longodesigns.com and Longo Designs Instagram, Longo Designs Inc. Couldn't get the Longo Designs alone on Twitter. <laughs> mm-hmm. All right. And follow the show on Twitter at Wes McDowell or on Facebook at facebook.com slash the deep end design. All right. Um, oh, and also, you know, if you're so inclined, please leave us a five star review on iTunes. We love that. We count on the we count on the sharing. We love we love the share. You know, of course. Yeah, always. We Please don't have do. a marketing budget over here. The podcast. <laughs> we just uh, we rely on you. So, oh, can, right. I, can, I, can I make a quick shout out to a few of the people I met at um, Adobe Max? Absolutely. I, I, I met a, a group out. of people that literally saw my badge and 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 asked and said hello, and they were so cool. And then um, a good buddy of mine, Eric Allen, who's based out of Baltimore, was a listener, and we met up. It was great. Got to hang out with these people and really have a cool time talking about it. Maybe we'll talk a little bit more about uh, my review on it because um, I, I highly recommend it for people if you can get your uh, if get it in your budget. Uh, so it was great to meet a few people live and, and really um, share that experience with them because it's it's totally our world and it, it rocked. It was one of the best experiences. So definitely cool. recommend it. Yeah. Yeah, I hope to make it there next year with you. It's in Vegas, so. Well, then, <laughs> then it's a done deal. We're we're in. <laughs> I, will, I will be drunk the whole time, but I'll I'll be there <laughs> if body, awesome. if not in spirit. And so, there you go. Good deal. All right. Well, with that in mind, keep designing and catch us next time on the Deeply Graphic Design Cast. Mm-hmm.